And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Did you just call me Duck Manson at Doc Manson, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews? Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Let's get dangerous. Duck Dodger in the 21st, 4th century. Uh, what you munching on? What's what's the meal du jour? Um, it's sort of just our own take on a um, jambalaya. Uh, so we've got some jasmine rice. We've got some andouille sausage, some red beans. Um, red pepper, onion, some uh, green peppers. Okra? Uh, is there okra in it? No, no, that's about it. That's about it. Some cayenne pepper, maybe, you know, similar stuff. Shrimp? But... Nope, nope, just, just the sausage and the red beans for protein. Fair enough. Yeah. What separates jasmine rice from other rice? The jasmine. Is it actually flavored with jasmine? Is that? Absolutely, yes. Okay. You're certainly not looking it up or anything. I have no idea. Okay. Well, fair enough. I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. I had a lovely uh square of lasagna earlier today that was just just delightful. My wife was concerned it was over cheesed and undersauced. And to me, that's perfect. Named after the sweet smelling jasmine flower. Jasmine rice is a long grain rice native to Thailand with the delicate floral buttery scent. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. Despite, you know, having access to Masterclass and being able to watch all sorts of food videos, I haven't gotten to any video where they explain the differences between rice. So if mm. I get there, I'll, I'll keep you posted. I, and I don't know if this is true, but I've always been under the impression, like, the different, when they say, like, medium grain or long grain, I, don't they, like, cook differently in terms of, like, how quickly they absorb or how much water they absorb so yes. like you have to use different like yeah okay yes All right. so there are certain, much about it there is certain rice that is better for risotto than others because it will you know uh you want a rice that that releases as much starch as possible and certain rices don't do that some mm. rice is better to be fried versus you know a slow bake sort of thing we were kind of just in a dinner rut tonight we didn't really feel like anything and we had the sandouille sausage that we thought we were going to use for something, but we really didn't want to make it. So then I found a recipe for this jambalaya, but we couldn't really make it the way they wanted to make it. And I was like, let's just use this as a, as a, like, a suggestion, and we'll go from there. I, I've been actually trying to get Mrs. Manson to make jambalaya or red beans and rice for a while now, but it just never happened for some reason. Mm. Um, this is pretty good. It's, it's spicy because of the cayenne. I, always, gonna have I always find... Uh, I always find that to be fun when you're like, all right, here are the ingredients. I know the general direction I want to go. Let me just see what else we can toss in there or, you know, tweak in that sense. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. Their, their recipe suggested chicken as well, but we didn't have any chicken thought and ready to go. So mm. I said, oh, let's just do the sausage. And the recipe also didn't have the red beans. And I said, let's throw the kidney beans in there. Sure. That'll make up for some of that protein. Yep. And lately I've been putting beans, not, I've done it twice, but I, I put beans into a pasta dish as opposed to a chicken or other such protein. It's pretty good. Not something I would usually do, but I, I'm quite enjoying it. Do you have a favorite bean? 
Hmm. Of, Probably depends on the application. Of the beans. But like, um, if I'm having Mexican, I like a pinto bean. Okay. Um, you can make an extra chipotle sort of sauce with. Um, I like red beans, kidney beans for their you know, southern style cuisine. I like black beans also for Mexican cuisine. Um, but if I had a choice, I'd probably go with the pinto. The black is also good. I mean, if I'm talking like a hummus or something, obviously that's a chickpea, but I won't just normally put chickpeas in stuff. Sure. A little grainy, but sometimes, you know, it depends. Um, Lima bean? No, thanks. And a garbanzo bean or... Isn't that, is that different from a pinto bean? Isn't a garbanzo bean just a chickpea? Oh, yeah, it is. What are those white beans I'm thinking of? Is that the pinto bean? I know there's a bean, the great northern bean, which is a larger white bean. It's kind of the same size as like your, your red bean. Hmm. We'll put that in a minestrone or, again, some sort yeah, of. Yeah, I'm thinking like something that you would put into like a white chili like yeah. with the chicken or yeah, something. Yeah, I think like you're talking like the great northern bean or. Yeah. They're all good. Yeah. I mean. And, you know, if it's summer and we're barbecuing, I will take a baked bean. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know specifically what type of bean that is. You ever just said a word so long that it loses all meaning whatsoever? I think it's a Boston bean. I think you might be right. Whatever that is. I don't know. But, hey, it's good in whatever sort of sauce. If you cut up some Franks in there, Franks and beans. Not a bad, not a bad thing. I uh, hope everything is going well for those listening. It is the holiday season. Uh, last we spoke. Well, that's not true. The last we spoke on these airwaves, um, there was hadn't been a whole lot of prep, but that was because you were staring down the barrel of a day or two more of lecture and then a final. And now I believe unless you have some grading to do, uh, are you, yeah, I do. are you, you know, give, give me a, give me a, give me a percentage, 94% done. Yeah, sure. I got to do all the grades still for the old class, the old job. Got to figure that out. I was staring that down most of the afternoon. Trying to figure out how I was going to calculate it. We're doing something different this time and things got a little, yeah, mm. I figured it out. I just got to now get it up into the LMS. I'll do that tomorrow. Do you? And then I still have to do final grades for my course, um, but my final, I left open to students to take through today. So I'll do that tomorrow as well. Do you get to decide how things are graded? Is that something that you have the power to do? That's not handed down from some higher department? When you say how things are graded, I mean, obviously the instructor grades individual people's work. So like that's the most subjective part of the entire process. So if that was going to be in the individual's hands, why wouldn't the, like the grading structure as well? I suppose. I don't know. Like, so, so would you say each professor has their own little fiefdom where they get to make the decisions on grades according to their. That's called academic freedom. It's a thing in higher education. Okay. Um, You're basically allowed to do whatever you want with a course, more or less. Um, Uh, As, as someone who works in lower primary education, I don't got me none of that academic freedom. Yeah. It's a pretty, um, it's a pretty important line. Uh, that at least at this level where they guard it, you know, very, um, very much so because basically it, what it comes down to is yeah, you might have to teach the 
certain content that has been decided upon by a committee somewhere. Like they might say, you have to talk about these subjects, but how you address those subjects is up to you. That's your freedom to decide. Okay. That's fair. I guess I have some academic freedom. Like, so for example, next week I am giving a six page math assessment. I could decide to not grade a question or skip a question or skip an entire page if I didn't think it was relevant to what I was, what I had get to make your own questions. Um, it depends not for these type of assessments. The unit assessment is given to us. Uh, I can pick and choose if I, if there's a specific thing that like we didn't spend a lot of time on and granted I would be asking for forgiveness rather than permission on that. Yeah. Nobody's telling me that I'm allowed to tweak, but I'm like, it's my room. No one's going to ask to see the assessments. They just want to see the number in the spreadsheet. So, uh, so yeah, so I guess I have a slight amount of academic freedom. Um, but for the most part, it's, you know, this is what they need to do. Do it. So. I suppose that is the difference. Uh, I did mention that this is the last, you know, we saw each other this weekend. I believe that's two weekends in a row now that we have seen each other. We brunched two weekends ago, I believe. Okay. Or maybe that was three, but I think it was two. And then I do last week. GQ's birthday party. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I I saw you at GQ's birthday party. How was the movie Violent Night? Uh, Again, I apologize if I'm totally screwing over your. Piece of positivity. It was it was fun. It was what I hoped it would be. Um, David Harbour playing Santa Claus in a diehard style scenario in which John Leguizamo has taken a family of rich people hostage and is trying to break into the vault underneath their mansion. And Santa Claus has to save the day. And yeah, he's actually Santa Claus. Um, magic and all. So it was exactly what I was looking for. It was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Now that you've said magic and all, I have to ask, couldn't he have immediately magicked the pro? Like, couldn't the movie have lasted five minutes and he just. No. Ma- okay. No. Uh, based off of the story they tell, uh, it, it makes perfect sense as to why he couldn't do. Okay. Fair enough. Perfect sense. G- uh, uh, DC. Perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, no, it was fun though. I, I, good. A little slow in the middle, but it started really strong and it ended strong. So uh, overall, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, oddly, like there were several times in the movie where I saw like that, like clearly additional lines had been ADR'd over, and like there were times like where like you could you could see the character whose lines has been have been added over, dubbed over, and their mouth is not moving. Um, little glimpses of things like that. So kind of a lower budget movie in some regards, uh, but fun. I enjoyed it. It, had, it was exactly what it needed to be. Did you sit by yourself or did you sit with GQ? I sat by myself. I didn't want to, I didn't want to stop the lovebirds from, from necking or, or having a good time in that darkened theater. It was, it, you know, GQ's, I'm assuming he did it with his wife, but they rented out a theater in a in a you know. I'm not sure they have ever done it, to be honest. 
They rented out a theater. Did, did it with his wife. That's what you said. That was a direct quote from you. Yes, the renting of the theater. You, that, that's not, that's not you, what you said. You then proceeded to take it to a whole... That, that, that's what you said, though. ...whole other place. Uh, you know, they a rented whole, out a small... Li- whole other place. That's what you said. That's literally your words. Well, there's the title for this week's episode. A whole other place. A whole, whole other place. Uh, yeah, so anyways. Rented out a little theater. There was pizza. There was snacks. We yes, s- we still have some Reese's pieces around here somewhere. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a nice time. I saw somebody I haven't seen in probably 10 or 15 years that I went to high school yeah. with. So that was yeah. GCO, GQ was looking really nice. I, I agree. Somebody else from high school that I hadn't seen in his a while. wife. Yeah, you haven't seen her in a while either. Yeah, she gave me a hug. I was like, don't hug me. Are we? I, she's lovely and she came to my fifth birthday party and I was happy to hug her, but it was just one of those like, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't get a hug. I think I'm. I got a hug when I left though. I did get a. I think I'm, uh, I think I'm more of a, you know, antagonist than anything else at this point. Not yeah, as bad probably. as you, but you know. I am not an antagonist. You are, you're still luring him out with the prospects of podcasts and bad movies and wrestling. Yes. Things. In fact, GQ, I think, is coming over this weekend for reasons I will get into later. A whole, whole other place. A whole, whole, whole other place. <laughs> uh, you two have fun. Uh, but yes, so it was lovely. Uh, I have not been to a function in a very long time in which I didn't know at least most of the people. Yeah. That was a bit awkward. Like, you know, I'm still, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm still coming out of the, uh, you know, the COVID, the pandemic sort of thing. I don't socialize a whole lot. And if I do, it's usually with, you know, we go out with the Manson family and I know both of them. And so it was very strange seeing other people and being like, I, I don't know you. And, don't know you. But. Luckily, there was one other person there who was way into really bad movies. Yes. And so I was able to spend basically the entire night uh, talking with this individual. Well, that's good. Did you go out afterwards? Uh, yes. Yeah. After the movie, I did go over to the uh, the brewery. I stayed for a little while, an hour or two, maybe. I had a sour, which was delicious. And then I headed home. It was good. It took the time. And it didn't hurt you afterwards? No, no, it was all right. Hey, good for you. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I hope GQ appreciated. I added a new toy to his collection. I assume it has a place. That's, of that honor. was my favorite part of that entire night was, and I, and I didn't see it. I don't think until I don't like after you had already left, probably. But it was like a half hour before we were supposed to be at this place, apparently. And you sent me a text message that said, "Are you really not bringing a present?" And I was just like, when I finally saw it, I was like, of course I'm not. <laughs> that was after we had actually already hung out because you'd been there and left. But yeah. yeah. Well, the, the funny thing. I was amazed that you brought a gift. You know, my wife had asked because she's the much more polite person. And I was like, I'll probably, you know, get a card. My mom makes cards. I have a selection of them. And she was like, well, we'll see if we can find something. And, and in fairness, you got him a perfect gift. Yeah. he's a He's a collector of toys. And so. We had a Spider-Man figure we got, I think, from a whoop box of crap. And so I brought it along and with with a card. And, you know, apparently that day 
Mrs. GQ had finally discovered how many toys were in that basement. She has to have known. If she's ever gone into that basement, like you can't miss an entire room full of box of these Tupperware boxes full of these. She, she knew. Maybe she didn't want to admit it to herself, but she, she had to have known. There's no way all that stuff moved into that house without her seeing some of it, right? I, I, Am I to believe that for well over a year they've lived in this new house and she's just never gone to the basement? I don't, I don't know what their basement looks like. Does it have a Admittedly, little... there's like rooms off to the side and I think they were all in like one of the side rooms, yeah. but I just, I can't imagine moving into a home or a house and at least not at some point having been in every room in the house. <laughs> I could, I could see her having maybe seen them, but not really understanding what it was. Cause I'm assuming that's all in, you know, big Rubbermaid containers that are. Yeah, but they're clear. They're clear Rubbermaid containers. You can see what's in them. Well, I'll be interested to know if this is truly the first time. Maybe, maybe she knew he had a big collection. She knew it was downstairs, but she, but she, she avoided it because she didn't want to see it. She didn't want to really know. She came face to face with the madness. Right, maybe now she really knows exactly how many are there. It's, it's a lot from the side. Or maybe she looked at it and maybe she was able to say, why, why do you have three of the same? I don't think she would. I, I doubt she saw that, that, that level of, of granularity. GQ, you got to let us know. Uh, my guess is she doesn't know that he's got three of each. And the thing that actually gets me about it is he wasn't collecting all that much, I think, when they were saving up for the house. And I feel like since that purchase was made, I feel like GQ has, I don't want to say spiraled, but he, he is, he has embraced his hobby more. So uh, I, I am wondering, cause I saw a, what I would consider a room full of these containers. And I, I don't, if anything, I think his collection, his collecting has sped up since that time that I helped him move. Yeah. So I am wondering if even all that stuff fits in that room that I originally saw it in at this point. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like his collection must have doubled in size at least since then if he's buying triplicates of something. And I want to be fair to him. Like I've been friends with this guy since high school. I've been like I was in his, you know, I would go over to his house in late high school, early college. He had a decent collection of toys then. So yeah, he's been that, doing yeah. this now. He just turned 40. So we're talking over 20 years. So that's quite a time. Even if he bought, you know, 10 toys a year, that's still going to be 200. But we know he bought more than that. Would yeah. you say he has more than 200 toys? He must. He must. It must be much larger than that. Yeah, because that's what. But at the same time, like again, we all have our our hobbies and vices. You can't believe how much money I spend on a computer or a pair of headphones. Yes. Um, like, I bet you the amount of money he has spent on collectibles is, let's say, comparable to the amount of money I've spent on technology. Yeah. If if he's gonna spend, and again, he's got his own deal. He's got a job. He's working hard. You know. He's obviously paying for 
things. You know, his children aren't starving as far as I can tell. If he has a free $5,000 a year he wants to spend on toys, okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So. GQ, I need I need a full uh, ledger. I need to know what yeah. you're spending. Where's your manifest? Where's your manifest? Yes, yes. Let's like, are you trying to deduct these off your taxes? Because I know you say these are, you know, one of one copy of each of the toys is an investment in your child's college fund. I I would imagine Mrs. GQ would rather just have the money in the college fund. But nah. we, you know, I I hope that the two of you are getting together for what I think you're getting together for. But I would love to just have, even if it was just a one-time thing, just to have him on the show and we'll just devote the entire episode to his addiction. Cause I mean, we have a segment on a lot of episodes of another show addicted to, to uh, uh, dedicated to this. Addiction, yes, but so. we'd be doing an intervention of sort like the way my mind works. I'm like, you have to have a spreadsheet. I, I insist you <laughs> have, a have a spreadsheet. If not, I will come over and sit in your basement and happily make the spreadsheet for you. Um, I would like to see that. I think you've come up with a second idea for an edition of the DDT Awards now. This is fantastic. I'm glad you liked the first one. Yeah, yeah. I'm just envisioning myself, you know, sitting as cross-legged on the floor as I can manage, just sort of being like, all right, what's this one? What's, how much did you pay for it? What's the estimated value? <laughs> Let's just put the microphone on and see where it goes. <laughs> Every so often we invite Mrs. GQ down. Come, come look at this. No! <laughs> oh, man. But yes, so a, a good time was had by all. I didn't stay, but it was delightful to, again, to see GQ and see him surrounded by people who obviously appreciate and enjoy him. Uh, it sounds like nobody got... Uh, removed or asked to leave an establishment well i mean i left fairly early in the evening so it's entirely possible gq got kicked out of that brewery at some point was he doing like shots like crazy oh yeah yeah he was so he was so plastered it was ridiculous yeah he's (sighs) he's a crazy man Uh, i'm kidding in all reality i think he had like two beers while i was there you both and when 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 we're both together the three of us are together. Oftentimes, the topic of conversation goes to both of your intestinal maladies. Accurate. So I can imagine that you got to kind of limit yourself on the, on the beer. Uh, anything else new to report? Anything exciting going on? This isn't the piece of positivity. You know, there are, there are things happening in wrestling that we certainly could talk about if we would like to. Um, I know the last time we spoke on these airwaves, Mandy Rose still had a job. <sighs> yep. Matt Riddle, people believed, was injured. Um, and yeah, since that's happened, Mandy what Rose. What happened to Matt Riddle? Um, cocaine. Oh, he that failed, makes sense. He failed the second drug test and has been sent to rehab. So they used that makes sense. Injury storyline. But yes, Matt Reynolds been sent to rehab. Mandy Rose has been released, and uh, Vince McMahon is telling people he's going to make a comeback. That's not going to. I understand that, but those three things, I just hear your voice in my head being like, "I, I don't know how you can support this company," and I'm like, <laughs> "I mean, Mandy Rose is the one that actually gets me." Like it's Matt Riddle, okay, that guy has an issue, and actually, the company has sort of done right by him. 
taking him off television, sending him to rehab. Yes, I mean, it's a I physical agree. job, so I think that's fine. Vince McMahon, I mean, just, yeah, yeah, that's troublesome. The Manny Rose is the one that actually I find interesting because in this modern day and age, like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't think that there's anything particularly wrong with what she was doing on the side. Um, I don't know. Having an OnlyFans page where you don't really show nudity. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was risque and it's certainly more risque than like Natalia's page and all that sort of stuff. I, but I, of course, haven't seen it. Glenn has an email about this. I'm, he has said he hasn't seen it because it's too expensive. Um, I don't know exactly what she was sharing, but I am reminded of the multiple women's wrestlers or talent over the years that have been encouraged. Yes. To she appear definitely in Playboy showed magazine. less skin than any of the past divas who posed in yeah. Playboy magazine. And so I'm like, you know, that was all in the Vince McMahon era. But I don't remember a press conference by Triple H and Stephanie saying that they were going to start promoting a, you know, PG or PG-13 product. So the question becomes, is it because you weren't getting a piece of it? Is and even it that is odd because they do allow their talent to do certain things at this point. I know they've gone back and forth on like the Twitch streaming, but yeah. as I understand it more recently, they've, they've loosened that again and are allowing people to do their own stuff. Yes. So I feel, I feel like they've even allowed people to do cameo. So, so I guess my, the thought I have is, you know, what is the issue? Is it that, they asked her to tone it down a little bit, and she said no, and that became the problem. I, I, and even know. still, like, again, I realize it's not a one-to-one -one thing because what happened with Paige was very much like revenge porn style leaks of explicit pornography. Yeah, like that was not her doing. I mean, don't get me wrong; she consented to the acts and being filmed and all that, but she did not release them yes. for profit or whatever. So I understand that. But like in terms of like a bad image for your company or like a bad role model for your younger viewers, like that's way worse than anything Mandy Rose was doing. I have to imagine it's the fact that it leaked. It's not the fact that she did it. Like if she had it and, you know, custom. but even still, what does what does leak mean in this day and age? Everything on the Internet is everywhere. Everything is leaked on the Internet. You can find anything on the internet. Anything, PC. Well, so, you know more about how to search the internet than I do. I, but, yes, I do. <laughs> but I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was very strange, especially since, you know, she has a 413-day run as women's champion. You knew something was up when she loses the belt to Roxanne Perez on a free show right after Roxanne wins this Iron Survivor challenge thing. Uh, yeah, I, I'm confused. I would like some clarification. I don't know that we'll ever get it, but it, le it does yeah. leave a bit of a sour taste in my mouth because I feel like this is, I feel like there has to be a piece of information missing here. 
again, like I, I just in this day and age, like I, and I, this, I guess, makes me progressive in some ways. But like, you know, I remember it was a thing on Twitter at one point where like, you know, there was a news story where the headline was like uh, nursing student has second job as uh, only fans pornographer or whatever. And like AOC, I think, commented on it was like the headline should be uh, health professional requires two jobs to survive in modern United States society. Um, And like, so my point is, I guess, like the idea of being a sex worker of any kind. And again, in this case, in Mandy Rose's case, I think it's a pretty mild version of that term. Um, What's the problem? We, We live in the enlightened age, DC. We live in the age where women's have autonomy and agency over themselves and their bodies and sex shouldn't be a dirty thing. It's, you know what I mean? Like, I I just, I don't know, man. I just don't get it. It doesn't seem very 2022, especially for a product that has been edging edgier more recently. And as you said, has made no proclamation of being a PG or even a PG 13 level product. So like, I, I just, I don't know. Like you said, there must be something missing from this, but rubs me the wrong way. That's for sure. Yeah, that's it. It's just, I don't get it. Unless there was a major sponsor, you know. Could be. Did NBC have a problem with it? Because she's on, like NXT is on, granted it's on USA. So you have no problem supporting a company who does shows for for a government who who dismembered a a journalist after abducting them from... (laughs) from the consulate or whatever but yeah but 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 yeah a woman with an only fans account that's where nbc draws the line well and and is it a double standard you know you have people on your roster who have a history of you know uh not great relations towards women and who knows how many of these male athletes have pictures out there that if i was like doc manson and knew how to search the internet better i'd be able to find Matt's riddle or whatever it is. <laughs> um, is Matt's riddle out there? I, I don't know. I'll I'm find just, it for you. All right. If it's Matt's, out there, I'll find it. Yeah. Matt's riddle, Randy's Orton, whatever. Think of what Randy Orton did in his day. He wasn't fired. No. You know, is this a double standard because it is a female talent? And, and again, it's a double standard that even based off of the history of the company doesn't really make any sense to me. The Playboy thing alone is just like, what? Yeah. And I know it's been a while. I don't remember the last person to do it. Was it Ashley Mazzaro? Probably. You know, so it's been maybe eight to 10 years since then. Probably more because in 2022, what's the point of a goddamn Playboy magazine? Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Glenn Glenn has an email on it, so we'll come back to this uh, topic when we get to the email portion of the program. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, here's something we need to talk about. Are you interested in signing up for Honor Club? No, probably not. Okay, I'm very content occasionally watching a uh, a. a larger wrestling event once every three months or something. Sure. That's about the right amount of wrestling in my life. I don't think I have the attention span or the desire 
to watch a weekly wrestling show at this point. Mm-hmm. Lord knows if I did, I had I have ways to do it that would not involve parting with money. So like I, you know what I mean? Like I I just I don't think that's what I'm looking for at this point. Yeah. Uh, that said, I mean I would probably watch some more Ring of Honor shows. I purchased the last one. I mean if it looked like it was going to be a good show. I would I would probably purchase. I didn't well. Maybe I didn't purchase the last one. Was that Saturday thing they did? Was that a pay-per-view? Yeah, Final Battle. Yeah, so I mean, I didn't watch that one, but... I I love the fact that Jericho tapped out to the giant swing. I think that's great. That makes me happy. I was like, hey, that's great. Ge- that is genius. Uh, I would absolutely be uh, beating the drum of Patreon insists we sign up for Honor Club, except yeah. they're not going to have the pay-per-views. Yeah, you still have to buy the pay-per-views. They'll show up whatever they said 45 days later. Now, look, and I just think it's weird that you've you've announced this honor club for a show that doesn't even have television yet. They said an announcement for television will come. But like, what yeah. are exactly is part of this honor club? The archive. Then? It's the archive, which is shit. I do. And oh, again, well, OK, but but. I am obviously in the minority, you know, if, and again, I don't know that they're going to have everything because impact doesn't have everything. And I have their service and, um, you know, ring of honor doesn't have their old honor club. When I signed up, didn't have everything, which irritated the heck out of me. Um, you know, they've got a bunch of stuff and I'm sure it would make for entertaining watching because ring of honor had great talent over the, just going back and watching all the Kevin Steen, El Generico stuff would be worth nine ninety nine a month, but I'd like to watch the current stuff. Yeah. And if they're going to, if they're going to do weekly TV on honor club, okay, you're never going to be a big deal, but I don't think that's why you wanted it. This feels like at this point, it feels like this was a purchase made to keep WWE from purchasing it. I think Tony Khan is a big enough nerd with enough money that there was probably some personal desire there beyond just keeping it out of the hands of the WWE. Well, all I'm saying is there's, again, you have YouTube. You do all of these AEW dark, AEW elevation. Put two hours of Ring of Honor on your YouTube, and then you could also put it on Honor Club and... You know, until you get a T, I don't know who's going to pay for Ring of what what channel's going to pay for Ring of Honor. We're going to well, watch. See, that's on, exactly it. We're going to watch if it on they, Bounce TV. If you can get a network to pay for it, well, they're not going to pay you as much if it's not exclusive. So that's why you don't promise to put it on your streaming service because that cuts out your legs from the potential profits you would get from selling those rights to a broadcast network. Yeah, but again. TNT or TBS, I can't imagine, is going to want Ring of Honor. So they might. They've been very pleased with AEW. I love it. You could just make Ring of Honor Rampage. But, yeah. But either way, uh, you know, apparently MJF and Ricky Starks had a heck of a title match this week. Did they? Uh, MJF, you know, spoilers, retains the belt and then is confronted by the American Dragon. So it appears we are heading towards a MJF, Daniel Bryan, or Bryan. Every time, you, every time somebody says the American Dragon, I think of Ricky Steamboat. I don't know why, but uh, I do. What He's wrestling recently. It's, has he wrestled already? I don't know. 
Hold on. Ricky Steamboat Wrestling 2022. I feel like November 27th. Okay, so it already happened. The Return of the Dragon. I believe he had one match in last month in Big Time Wrestling, which is a promotion, apparently. Big Time Wrestling had a Ricky Steamboat match. I bet it was great. Ricky Steamboat's fantastic. How big of a time do you think Big Time Wrestling is? Um, I, this is the company that j- advertised there was a there was going to be a show close enough to us that I think I I mentioned it on a podcast. We where it was in you know Southern Massachusetts. It would have been within driving distance for us, um, and it was where Bret Hart was managing FTR. Oh, and okay. I was like, and I was like, that is somewhat interesting to me but if you're calling yourself big time wrestling you're i say you're not that big time you're lying to yourself and everyone else yeah 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 he teamed with ftr to take on jay lethal brock anderson who is arn anderson's legitimate son i believe and wait legitimate or illegitimate I thought it was an actual son, but okay. I could be wrong. Let me look that up. I mean, are we actually. talking about Bret Hart or are we talking about the dragon? No, this was Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, it was actual, you mentioned FTR twice, so I wasn't sure. Well, FTR was involved with both times. Okay, okay, gotcha. So gotcha. He, was, he was teaming. It was supposed to be... see if I can find it on Cage Match or something. It was supposed to be uh, Jay Lethal teaming with... Um, Brock Anderson and a mystery partner. Let's see. Uh, Nick Aldis. That was the mystery partner. So former NWA champion. Uh, what's his name? Magnus from TNA. I know who that is. Wasn't there some sort of thing? Or like quit someplace? He just quit NWA. Uh, okay. He was he was Mr. NWA, was their real world champion, was the and biggest And that's the star. Smashing Pumpkins promotion? Yes. That is okay. now... That is now has their champion is Brodus Clay. Brodus. The Funkasaurus. The Funkasaurus is now their champion who likes to go on Fox News and spout. Oh, yeah. Uh, But let's see. We had Scott Steiner won a battle royal. We had Matt Hardy versus Crowbar. Uh, the, The Rock and Roll Express wrestled the Briscoes at this show. Uh, what? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Aren't they like eighty now? Yes. Yeah. Big time oh, wrestling. Big, big time wrestling isn't super. They like they like being big time by bringing out eighty year old wrestlers. So, all right. But what's the name of that guy who does all the podcasts? Conrad Thompson. Yeah, I feel like he's the same sort of thing. He he puts together shows of. I think he did. Well, he did Ric Flair's last match. Yeah, know? is he involved with big time wrestling? I have to imagine there's something. But Conrad David. Thompson will also, oh, you know, help you sell your house. Yes, I've, he will. I've heard that promo on the 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 now former William Regal's podcast. It no longer exists. I listened to I don't know 15 episodes of that Foley pod, and, and I just that, have stopped now. Like it's interesting, I guess, but I, I, uh, I feel like I've heard en- I've heard enough at this point. I don't know. I I enjoyed William Regal's podcast 
most of the time, but it did start to become like you're in the car with granddad and granddad's telling you the same story for the fourth time. And you're like, yeah, okay, okay, granddad. Mick Foley. Like it was was funny because like ostensibly every episode's about something else, a different pay-per-view or lead up to something else. Yeah. But inevitably he'd be telling the same story because the same person would be involved and he'd go off on this tangent yeah. Of the same story that I've heard five times now. Yeah. And I'm well, just like, all right. As Regal's podcast kind of winded to a close, I don't know that they, you know, when he left AEW and now he's a vice president in WWE, um, you know, I don't think they knew necessarily, but he did, he did admit that sometimes he repeats stories because, you know, he's had who knows how many concussions and he doesn't remember which story he's told to which person. So he just, tells a story when it comes to his mind. I have to imagine Mick Foley's probably the exact same way. Yeah, exact same way. You told me this story last week. I did? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty well, yeah. much. Yeah. I I don't know. I I should I should investigate Mick Foley's podcast, but I can't say I'm I'm thrilled at the notion. But uh I don't know if this is going to come in the emails, but um People have asked if you are following this prospective Oscar heel turn. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Do you no longer follow her on the Twitter? I don't. I mean, I go on to Twitter occasionally at this point, but yeah. very, very little. So. All right. Well, she's been posting some interesting things that include a lot of pictures of her when she was Kana with like the clown makeup and such. And then she showed up on raw this week with no makeup whatsoever. So people were like, Oh, she's going dark. Cause apparently that's all it takes. No makeup. And then she, she blew blue mist in the face of Dominic Mysterio and turned him into a Smurf. That was funny. That sounds all right. So, but yeah, you know, again, I don't, you have said that there is nothing that will bring you back into the, the WWE fold, even though we're getting ready for rumble season. And I respect that, but yeah, know. I think the, the thing that finally really convinced me was they, you know, at first, especially like with the Saudi Arabia shows, um, you know, like I, I, in the first couple of were whatever, but then, and that was when I was kind of getting out of it. But then at some point, like they announced that like they had signed a deal for like eight more years or something. Yeah. And that was around the time where I was like, I just, yeah. Now I just I, can't. I had hoped that the new ownership would be heading in a different direction. Uh, that was that was foolhardy on my part. You know, doesn't seem like anything's really changed. I mean, maybe stories are more um, cohesive now. Maybe there's actually some long term direction. I would. I haven't watched enough to know. But I I think that you I'd could like have to told so. every. You could have told everyone that Vince was leaving. Changed nothing. And social media would have assumed it got 30,000% better. Right. Just just because and Ding Dong the Witch is dead. Um, I am watching the pay-per-views as I'm not watching any of the weekly stuff. I watched NXT with their silly iron survivor match and of course you have to have two of those matches on the same show which to me always defeats the purpose but it was entertaining 
and they made some fun use out of the penalty box. Um, at one point, two wrestlers got pinned fairly close together, so they were just in the penalty box beating the crap out of each other, which again, one of them was kept one of them kept trying to open the door and the other one would grab him and throw him back against the box. And so that was entertaining. Uh, there was a nice moment where the person who had the advantage, uh, Grayson Waller, the wrestler you've never heard of, um, had the lead with like a minute left and he spent the minute just running away from everybody. How about your uh, for him? What? He won. All right, that worked out then. He's going to challenge. He's the next guy to challenge Braun Breaker, I'm pretty sure. But it was fun because he like leaped over the announce table and was like hiding behind people. And again, it was a very, it was a very Miz type mood. And this guy has Miz vibes. If, if the Miz was, you know, six, five, that, that would be this guy. Um, you know, I, I think there are some definite stories that are more cohesive. They brought wrestlers back. I can't say they brought anyone back who's doing a stellar job right now. Maybe Dakota Kai. They brought Dakota Kai back. She's she's doing well with the whole damage control thing. Who did else do they bring back? I know at this point they I... brought back Hit Row, which was Swerve Strickland's little group, but they don't have a leader now, so they're just sort of there. Is it they... Swerve Strickland and AEW? AEW, yeah, yeah. Okay. They brought back. They brought back. Um, Carrie and Cross and Scarlet, who are just sort of there. Uh, they I mean, brought. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think Vince did that guy dirty, but like, yeah. even before that, with all the NXT stuff, I we were never big fans. Like, no. I the problem is you brought him back, and like, this is the issue you have with the supernova that is Roman Reigns. Carrying Cross was never going to be a, a challenger to Roman Reigns. So he, he immediately comes back and can't be a main eventer because he's also a heel. So, unless you're, so he went after Drew McIntyre and they had a match or two. And now he's targeting Rey Mysterio. Okay. He and Scarlett wrestled Emma. They brought back Emma. And Emma's real life boyfriend, Mad Cat Moss. So like. What's what's his deal? He was with Happy Corbin for a while. That's it. Is Happy so, Corbin still a thing? No, Happy Corbin is now back to being Baron Corbin. And as, as far as I know, he might be managed by JBL now. JBL sort of took him under his wing and was like, you got to get back to basics. <laughs> the face you're making delights me. He took, wait. JBL. Yeah. Made his return to, to, you know, Happy Corbin, I think, was on a losing streak of some kind. And JBL was like, will you get your head right? This Happy Corbin stuff's got to stop. You're, you know, you're better than this and took him under his wing. And then Baron Corbin showed up looking like the old Baron Corbin without the crease um, <laughs> or the long stringy hair. And now is just wrestling as Baron Corbin on Raw. They're not doing anything new with him. He's just not Does happy he Corbin anymore. still have the lone wolf shirt? 
No, he has like when he was King Corbin, he had a different style outfit, and that's sort of I don't know. They're not. Do you doing think it. JBL will eventually give him a ten gallon hat? That's what he should have done. Give yeah. him the hat, give him the limousine, hire him a chief of staff. That's what sh- should have happened. But yeah, that sounds like writing a it, wrestling show remains difficult. There are elements to it that I think are better. Um, this all the stuff with Sami Zayn and the bloodline is great. I don't know how much Triple H has to do with it, or they're just letting Sammy do his thing, which to be fair is part of the job of, you know, you're good. You know what you're doing. Go do it. Right. We'll, we'll happily take the credit and sell your feeling Usi t-shirts for millions of dollars. Um, have you, I'm assuming, do you not watch any of like the highlight videos on YouTube? No, oh, man, I'm 100 percent out. DC great, seg- great segment a month or so ago where Jay Uso said something Roman Reigns didn't like, and Sami Zayn tried to speed it up for him. He's like, he's just not feeling very oozy today, and everyone in the ring starts laughing. Like Paul Heyman at one point is sort of hiding behind the title belt. Sure. So, um, all right, let's turn to the emails because I think we'll get some connection to some of the stuff we're talking about. Podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Che is the first one I see, and it's called Party Time. Good evening, gents. For the next two weeks, most workers who aren't on strike will be taking part in a work Xmas party of some kind. Next Friday, me and my colleagues are having a meal at an all-you-can-eat buffet before hitting the town for some overpriced drinks and then travel home in an overpriced cab. A teacher friend of mine has told me that staff at her school have been invited to a quiz night with some drinks, but she's not that keen on going. Is this common in the States? If so, will you be going to a staff Xmas party? Have you been to any good ones in the past? If you had to organize one for you and all your colleagues, what do you think you would plan all the best, Che? When you were in the old job, were you organizing some sort of, I know you would sometimes take the staff out for. Yeah, minor stuff, but. But no holiday party? Not really. Um, We didn't even really exchange gifts. People. People don't want to do that shit unless they feel like they have to. Like, I don't know, man. Like, nobody enjoys that stuff, really. I don't think. I did not partake in the gift exchange this year. Every year, there's like a secret elf sort of thing, and I've done it many years and spent way too much time having to to think of, plan, and get a gift, and then I get crap. The the missus did a white elephant this year, and... Leading up to it, she did nothing but complain because of how bad white elephants are. And, you know, and I agree with her. White elephant parties are a complete waste of fucking time. But I will say she made out this time. At the end of it, she came away with a nice bird feeder that she really likes. So, hey. uh, so she made out. But, um, but yeah, not, not, I, I, mean, I want to go back. Works, I want to go back a little bit. I didn't know all you can eat buffets were still a thing. Sure, there's still Chinese buffets around here. The one we used to go to all the time. Isn't that still there? I don't know. I haven't been to that area. I haven't been to that town in a long time. I've driven I assume, by it. I, I assume haven't it noticed is. it missing. But. I assume it is. I've, I would have figured all of those places would have had to turn into actual restaurants because of COVID. But nah. um, I did do a, you know, there was a breakfast this morning. So my wife made some blueberry muffins that I brought. Um, there used to be back in the day, 
uh, a staff holiday party at the my building principal's house. Going to a party at your boss's house has never sounded like a good idea to no. me. So I never went. I think I went to one party that was like at the local firehouse and I stayed for about an hour and then I left because that's, that's how I do. Um, if I had to organize one for me and all of my colleagues, I have to invite everyone. Back when I'm, Mrs. I'd really rather not. When Mrs. Manson lived in Boston, she worked for a company that had like a actual like proper style corporate Christmas party. Like, where they rented out like a room. I don't know if it was a hotel or or what. Like you know, the conference room, and all the tables, and you went in. It was a big catered event, and that was swank. But like, was there a photo booth with silly mustaches and glasses you could wear? No, it was swank. It wasn't like it was like higher class than that. Um, I felt out of place. She felt out of place. Most of the staff felt out of place. I think, but like yeah. it was an okay time, and the food was good. So. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. We do a breakfast and that works because you show up, you know, I get there. I sat down. I listened to three older teachers talk about how expensive paying for college is these days. And then I got up and went back to my room. <laughs> is that a giant pretzel you ate? Is that what's next? A giant pretzel? Yeah. It's a, it looks homemade, but we, we were watching Pluto TV. I don't know if I've told you this yet, but on this house, in this house, at this manor, we almost exclusively watch Pluto TV because they have a channel that is dedicated 100% to reruns of Three's Company. And so (laughs) almost any given night of the week, we are watching Three's Company in this house. Um, And for whatever reason, because, you know, it's just a shitty streaming service. Um, they run commercials, of course, and they were just constantly playing this commercial for this company. And I don't remember the name of the company, but basically they say sell nice, like artisanal pretzels that you can order and they'll ship them to you. And I think they sell waffles, Belgian waffles too, like fancy, like chocolate dipped ones and stuff. But yeah, um, we saw that we saw it enough that we were like, oh, that would be fun. And then we promptly forgot about it. But I guess Mrs. Manson noted it and noticed that they had a really good deal for black Friday slash cyber Monday. And she ordered a, a gift box of these things as a surprise. And they came can, yesterday. And can I my see first it? Can one. you hold, can you hold it up? Cool. Very yeah. nice. And like, it came with like a bunch of different types of pretzels. Like it's got bites. It's got these logs. It's got this thing, which is like a circle. And it came with like a mustard container if you wanted to like dip it in mustard uh, with like a, some sort of fancy mustard. I forget what it was. Maui onion or something. And it came with three different packages of different toppings like just your regular salt, um, a French toast, cinnamon sugar thing. And what was the other one? I don't remember what the third topping was. But regardless, yeah, this is my first one. This is the French toast cinnamon sugar. And? Verdict. Tasty. Good. I am glad to hear it. Uh, so, yeah, Che, uh, as I think you probably would have deduced. Um, We're not party people. Not really. No. Mrs. Manson, praise for Doc. Dear DC, 
As you know, the good doctor has been working hard since August, only since August, mind you, making his way through his first semester as new faculty, suddenly teaching a 400-person course on barely a week's notice. Through it all, he managed to stay a step ahead of his students, and now the semester is finally over. He's not one to brag. Okay. He's not one to brag, but I wanted to brag. I'll brag. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) He's not one to brag, but I wanted to be sure he mentions what a group of some of his students shared with him at the end of the last lecture. We always joke that Doc demands more praise, but I felt this act of kindness was really special. A whole, 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 whole other kind of special. I know in the pre-K to 12 world, it's common for teachers to receive holiday gifts from students and their families, but this is not a usual occurrence at the collegiate level. Happy end of semester, Doc. You can exhale now. And happy almost winter break to you as well, DC, sending holiday cheer to one and all. Maybe we'll finally set up our Christmas tree soon with all my love and admiration. Mrs. M. Do you want to share or are you saving it? No, I'm not saving it. Um, did I already tell you about this? You told me, but I, you have not told the good uh, okay. listeners. Uh, I well, saw it. It's nothing that special, but like, I mean, at th- it was the last day of class. And at the end, about 20 students or so hung around. And apparently they'd all kind of gotten together and they got me a nice thank you card and they all signed it and wrote nice messages in it. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then they gave me a, uh, a present, which was a mug um, with some amino acids on it. Um, three amino acids linked together forms what's called a tripeptide. It's very small sort of structure. It's like, like you would if you had many more amino acids linked together, it'd be a protein. Um, yes, and it spells course. out my, um, the first part of my last name. So it was very thoughtful and nice. And man. Yeah. M-A-N. Yep. That's it. <laughs> uh, it is rare. I, you know, I took many college classes. I don't remember getting a gift for any of my professors or seminar leaders or anything like that now maybe it happened and i missed it maybe there was a card that i signed and had promptly forgot about it but it does seem like a nice gesture very nice gesture i was very touched by it and i do i really do think uh you are the type of professor i would have wanted to skip your classes because i i think you know i didn't go to many college classes but i think if i'd gone to yours the, the two or three times I showed up during the semester, they'd have been pretty good. So I don't think I would have gone to my class. So. So are you done done as of tomorrow? Is that the plan to try to get everything finished? It's not going to be, but yeah. Um, when when does the sitting on your couch for a week start? It's not going to. It's like I really started thinking about it the other day. I'm like, I know I'm finishing up my old job, but like I told them that and they don't have anybody at this point. So like I am helping them get ready for the spring. And just as I started this earlier this week, sort of like putting some of that stuff together, I realized how long that's actually going to take me. And like, I'm even looking at it and I'm just like, come to think of it. Like normally at this time of the year, I'm prepping for the spring semester. Like in my normal, like I'm going to do no prep for my own course. It's going to be all prep for this other thing. And then I won't even work on my own stuff until the summer probably you know what i mean like realistically speaking that's totally what this next month is going to be i'm not really going to get much of a break but 
Well, I hope there is time for we we had a couple of ideas, and I think oh, there'll be time. I think there's some there's some merit to that. Not quite as free as I had hoped, but Brandon Banks emails emails what what the emails no for real what jelly spoons yeah I saw. I know I don't email often, but I wish I did. The problem I have often is I fail to think of topics to bring up or questions to ask. There are only so many movie questions and topics for Doc to answer and only so many wrestling questions for the two of you to talk about and answer. No, you, I you, think you, you can write in and just tell us about your day. That's true. I think we, the How besties, I, he's, a, he's a bowler. I would love to hear his thoughts on bowling strategy. I think we, the besties, have asked every cross-topic question mixing the two with which wrestler would you cast as, and vice versa, though I don't doubt that Glenn could prove me wrong and come up with several more. I unfortunately don't watch any of the baking shows, so that eliminates that topic for myself. Well, fix that. The only thing I have is my whole The List gimmick, and that is getting old, I'm sure. No. Not really. (laughs) I do love me some brackets, but now that's Jeffrey's shtick, and I'll complain about that on Twitter. Ha! clever because jeffrey doesn't have twitter so i humbly ask the two of you for help what are some untouched topics either of you would like to discuss that the besties can email in about maybe you can even give us all a homework assignment that we can email in about next week i look forward to hearing feedback on this and just remember all praise be to doc screw you brandon keep up the work (laughs) sent from my iphone don't choke on your pretzel but i i actually you may have an idea. I I think it would be good for this next week. Literally, how was your day? That's what I would like the besties. I would like to know. I don't need a minute-by-minute minute accounting of your day. But, yeah. How'd you spend your day? What's going on? What's new? Yeah. What's exciting in your life? I mean, at some point, I'd also like to just sort of flip around the question that I always get. What's your favorite scary movie? Everyone write in. I'd like to know what Mitchell thinks is the scariest horror movie. He probably didn't even watch that many horror movies, but given, I don't, I don't know if he listens anymore, but given Mitchell's life experiences, I'd actually be really interested to know what mm-hmm. kind of perspective he brings to that. Um, I, I'm telling you, there was others. a long time where my the scariest movie that I'd ever seen was Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And I actually think that's... Large Marge scared the poop yes, out of me. That's, and that's perfectly valid, perfectly clever. Um, like, and I think that could be, that could spark conversations potentially. Yeah. Well, we could start doing that. That might be something we do is we might, you know, the besties got to start because, because you're right. I love all of the questions that we do get, but sometimes I do think we have answered the same question multiple times. But in fairness, uh, like, it's not like people are going to go back and listen to the back catalog to hear those answers, but they should. That was almost your the list voice. Doc Manson, <laughs> DC Matthews. This is the list. You were deeper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I. Here's your question for the week. Homework assignment. What'd you do today? Give me three. Let's let's do what my parents used to do when we would sit around the dining room table because I never wanted to talk. My parents would like tell me three things. That happened in your day today, good, bad, or otherwise. Tell me three things that have happened in your day. All right. Glenn, food, holiday food. Hi, guys. With all the list of ingredients listed below, create your ultimate 
holiday main meal. Roast potatoes, mashed potatoes, boiled potatoes, turkey, beef, lamb, pork, chicken, peas, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, zucchini, carrots, green beans, plus any sauces or gravies of your choice. Thanks as always, Len. Uh, a roast chicken. The choice? Um, I'm going to go with some roasted potatoes for me, along with a little mash for my lovely bride, Brussels sprouts, carrots, and cranberry sauce. Yeah, I'll go with the mashed potatoes. Um, probably turkey, like a turkey leg. I will go with the zucchini and how about some roasted carrots? Yeah. Zucchini and roasted carrots. And um, yeah, definitely some gravy to put onto that, those potatoes mm-hmm. and that turkey. Absolutely. Have you had lamb? I don't think I've ever had lamb. I've had lamb, but not often and yeah. not recently. I've seen cooking videos where people are making it and they're like, it's tastes so lamby. And I'm like, that's not an adjective that helps me. Yeah. When I've never had lamb. Yeah. I keep like, wanting I- to make like something a little more exotic, like a Cornish hen or a mm-hmm. goose or even just a duck. Um, sure. But uh, the, the mega mart we go to, they sell. If you go to the butcher counter, like under the glass, there's duck, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've made some duck breast. It's real good. Uh, all right, let's get to the bottom of this Mandy Rose situation. Glenn's second email, I'd Mandy like Rose. That's a whole, 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 whole other episode. Asking some reliable people the reason for her release is that Mandy was warned several times about the content she was posting on an unsecure shot site. She kept closing it, then a few days later would reopen it. The leaked pictures were as far as WWE were concerned, the final straw. I just don't buy it. I don't, I don't buy it. Everything on the internet is freely available. Like leaks don't mean anything. And again, with their history, like way more scandalous things have been promoted by the company. But this to me is, I'm more inclined to believe this because the issue isn't necessarily the content. It is in their mind, probably in subordination. We told you that this is a problem and you probably shouldn't do it. Maybe move it to a more, maybe there's a different fan site. I don't know. Her, but isn't, only fans. I'm pretty sure she's on the exact same site that Natalia's on. I don't know. Like, I don't know how I, it works. I, I don't, I just, um, yeah. I don't, I don't, but I don't, either way, mm. you know, and they asked her to do it and she said no. And that to me, I could see them being like, well, we can't have you. It just seems like a really weird position, a weird hill to die on, because, again, you have other people on the same site posting similar content. I do think Mandy's was more risque, but only somewhat. And again, not even as risque as while not making me feel super uncomfortable, assuming you've seen some of it. What was it that was so inappropriate? Um, So. There's not this there is there's very little actual nudity for the most part. Like she might be topless, but like she doesn't show anything because like her hands are up. You know what I mean? And she's just like talking about something or like 
you know, uh, uh, here's my outfit for the day or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, and okay. more, there were a couple of things that were maybe slightly more risque. Um, one of which was her, uh, like laying on, well, not laying, um, on top of her boyfriend, both of them in underwear though. Um, and you know, just a little bit of, little bit of jostling, but not like anything, nothing actually pornographic, no actual genitalia, no, no, no nudity whatsoever. In fact, so they were, they were dry humping. Is what you're telling me. I would not even classify it as a dry hump. Was there motion? Yes. Was it a hump? I don't think so. I don't even think it would classify as a hump. And then the other thing was there was a video of her in the shower. So it's one would believe that she's nude, but you can't see anything. Um, And then her boyfriend comes up behind her as though maybe he were engaging in an act. But again, no actual humping, no actual nudity, nothing actually shown. Don't get me wrong. Occasionally, as she's shifting or something, you might see a hint of nipple in some of her content. But like, that's it. Like, that is it. I want to move to the alternate universe where all of this is still happening, except the boyfriend is Otis. Yes, please. Yes, please. I know, I know having Googled it, I know it's Tino Sabatelli, a former, you know, who teamed with Riddick Moss. Um, but could you imagine if she's in the shower and then all of a sudden Otis waddles in? Love it. Prince money. Prince money. Uh, like, don't get me wrong. Like, Natalia's <coughs> stuff is only like lingerie. There's no like in, in, yeah. insinuated nudity in her stuff. But again, like it's the same site. Like, I don't so think it's particularly insecure. Here's the other and, question. And you have other people doing Twitch and YouTube. Yeah. And so, but, but I, I here's, don't get it. So here's the question. Yeah. If this was Charlotte, if this was Becky Lynch, if this was Bianca Belair, who just did. If like this was fitness, Paige. If, forgive me. If this was a more talented wrestler, would this have happened? I would I guess not. No, but I just don't understand why it became. Maybe an issue. they get. Maybe they get suspended. Maybe they get the. This is somebody you know, who you left a belt on for four hundred days. Like you yeah. can't be that upset with their performance. Yeah, I. There must be something else behind the scenes that is more than any of this, because none yeah. of this makes sense to me. Unless she wanted, you know, did she ask for her release? Maybe she, she went like, to them and said, listen, I'm, I, not taking I, it I'm, down. I'm, I'm making a good deal of money over here. And frankly, I'm comfortable with full on boning me and my, my boyfriend. We want to actually fuck on camera. And I think I would make a ton of money doing it. What do you say? And they were like, no. And she was like, well, I'm going to do it. And they were like, you, you, you can't that's, do that while you're under contract. Yeah. Maybe that's you gotta, it. You got to imagine. I, the preliminary research that I've done and of the people I've spoken with have said her price has already gone up in the last 48 hours. I'm sure it has. It's already more expensive to join her site than it was before. So one must presume, A, she's taking advantage of the, the fame. And yeah, I would think this is going to get at the very least weirder. Oh, it's going to get weirder. 
All right. I love weird. Last email is from Nate. That time of the week. Good afternoon, my dear friends. We've been getting snow since midnight and still coming and more tomorrow. Even if it's not that bad, I still get anxiety and stressed out about driving in the snow. I get such bad seasonal depression once November hits. That's why I'm making it my mission to move away come 2025, 2026-ish to Nevada, Utah, Arizona, or Texas. If I never see snow again, I'd be thrilled. On to a happier note, wrestling has been pretty great lately. NXT Deadline was great. Survivor Series was awesome. Then AEW is doing some things I enjoy. Joe is double champ. The best of seven series is superb. House of Black is back. And FTR always makes me happy. More questions like always. I kind of mentioned them to you on Twitter. What are your full thoughts on Pretty Deadly and gimmicks like it, DC? Do either of you ever get seasonal depression? If you could financially afford to move, would you? Break down what your favorite aspects of the horror genre are, please. Cheers. Love you both. Hope you all have a great night. Your bestie, Nate, sent from my iPhone. I love you, Nate. I'm not going to presume anything about you. I don't even need to know. Um, I would avoid Texas. Actually, I don't know that I'd I'd go to any of those four states. California. <laughs> I feel Arizona like Arizona might be okay. Yeah. I would advise you to choose the most liberal of those states to go to, but that's just me. And I think Texas occasionally does get snow. Yeah. I was hoping for snow tomorrow, but I think we're just getting rain. Yeah, I think so. We had snow earlier this week. We had a bit of accumulation. We did. So. I had a, uh, I had, I got a two extra hours to hang out. Which I is got nice. I recorded nothing. a podcast. I had to get to work for an 8 a.m. final exam. <laughs> that morning with the snow. That was that must have been fun. It sucked. <laughs> how does your how did your high how did your electric car work in the snow? Great, actually, very Good. great. Um, Good. The the, the, uh, the electric vehicles because of the battery packs are heavier than traditional vehicles, so they have a mm-hmm. high they have a lower um, center of gravity, so they feel more planted in slippery conditions. And then on top of that, a lot of electric vehicles, at least this one and Teslas, but this one as well has a mode where you can drive single pedal. Like you basically never have to touch the brake. You just take your foot off the gas and it's sort of through the regenerative braking sort of does all the braking you need. And in relatively slippery conditions, as long as you're not driving fast, um, the speed with which that sort of transitions itself is actually well suited to the snow. Um, it, it, I, I actually think it's, in some ways, much better than a traditional braking setup um, in some SUVs that I've had. So I have, I've been enjoying it, actually. Um, yeah. Good. Uh, pretty deadly. Uh, I am aware of them. I watched some of them. Well, let's, in... let's, let's assume for a second that, that someone in our audience sure. has no idea what a pretty deadly is. Okay. Or consists of, or, or sure. maybe we should explain it for them. DC. All right. Um, NXT UK, back then, back when, uh, probably around the time of the pandemic, Pretty Deadly shows up, and it's a tag team, a brunette and a blonde, uh, both long hair. I had never seen either of them before. I had never heard of either of them Are before. Are these men or women? Men. Okay. Um, Not often you hear people described as blondes and brunettes. With long hair. One's name was Sam. One's name was Lewis. 
Uh, they were apparently they were British wrestlers, but they were not of the mustache mountain. They didn't have a huge following before becoming pretty deadly. Um, and they very quickly sort of captivated a lot of people, Glenn and Jeremy of the piece of business podcast to amongst them. Um, they wear, they're very fashionable. They have this interesting outfit sort of choice where they wear sleeves and they have like a stripe that goes around. So they wear like the top part of a shirt, but it ends sort of really at the top of the chest. And then they, a very effective shirt. You should look them up because they are very, they're a cross between um, like John Morrison meet like Eminem meets there is a little bit of an aspect of Billy and Chuck, not as much, but they, they're called the dandy highwaymen and they are very well dressed and they're a little uh, metrosexual, I believe is a term we could probably use here. Um, and they're a great tag team. Like they are an old school tag team. Uh, I remember listening to Jeremy many times, you know, palm to palm tags. They're not tagging each other's back. They're not doing any of that. They are, they are a tag team similar to the revival in the sense that they are doing tag team wrestling the right way. Um, they then transitioned to NXT where they quickly won the tag team titles. They recently lost those titles to the new day. The new day are now your NXT uh, tag team champion. Who who is New Day at this point? Kofi and Xavier. Is Big E wrestling again or no? He's still injured. Is he ever he going to up, wrestle again? Do you know? Uh, they don't know. Yeah. Okay. He was he, he was going to be out for at least a year, and then so sometime this summer they should evaluate him and see how he's doing. I assume just by the sheer girth of his neck wrestlers like that tend to avoid the type of serious serious well, i mean if know. i as i understand it he probably would have been paralyzed yes with the extent you know, of the Taz, injury if he had not has fam- taz famously on the ecw documentary talks about breaking his neck and walking into the hospital and they're like you didn't do that and he's like i did um you know brock lesnar may have broken his neck doing that shooting star press. I can't remember, but like wrestlers who have those huge trapezius muscles um, tend to not, you know, a broken neck crazily is less severe for them. Um, So we don't know. It could be that he comes back. It could be that he decides he's not gonna, because it's not in his best interest long-term or, you know, he's back by SummerSlam. Um, But yeah, pretty deadly. I like, I think they're great. I haven't seen a lot of their NXT work, so I can't tell you what the current gimmick is. Um, they showed up in like when the New Day made their surprise debut a couple weeks ago. They were in little elf costumes doing a whole little Christmas thing. They're wrestled, there's Wrestle Silly to them. So, of course, I'm going to enjoy it. Um, I strongly believe they're going to head to the main roster because they're a very good tag team in a world which that's rare. But you got to pair them with somebody. This would be the perfect opportunity. I mentioned John Morrison. You bring back John Morrison to be their leader slash manager slash, you know, something like that. Or 
or you abandon this, you know, they're Mansoor, the Saudi Arabian wrestler, and Mace from... There are two wrestlers doing a modeling gimmick in SmackDown right now. It's That was what LA Knight, Eli Drake had been attached with right, at first. Right, right, yeah. Before that changed, again, that would be, I would consider, a plus in the Triple H camp is he quickly pivoted when it wasn't working. Vince McMahon would have let Eli Drake go down with that ship. Um, you could bump both of those two guys and stick pretty deadly in those roles, and that would work. But they need they need something from the main roster to sort of help get them in, um, which, again, that was my point with carrying cross and hit row and everything. You needed an established talent to help the transition. Um, but, yeah, they're they're fun. I think were you to enjoy WWE wrestling and I understand that you won't and I totally get it. I think you would enjoy pretty deadly if they ever leave and go to AEW, you will be a fan. All right, cool. Uh, do either of us ever get seasonal depression? Uh, I have no history of it. I haven't been feeling great lately, but I wonder if that is sort of remnants of COVID that has lingered and caused me to just feel tired and lethargic. I don't think I get um, like serious seasonal depression, but like I definitely become less active and enthused about things when it's always gray outside and cold. So I looked up part-time jobs in my local area today or no, the other day in like a, Hey, maybe I'll just become a sandwich artist at subway. Maybe (laughs) instead of your full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds reasonable. Uh, If I could financially afford to move what I I could financially afford to move. And I haven't, Um, we've talked about, you know, maybe some long-term plans. Um, but no, I'm, I'm content enough right here. If you could financially afford to move, would you? Besides selling your house and maybe buying something a little more reasonable. I sized. might. Um, but unfortunately, beyond the financially afford to move, like, there's still the matter of financially f- affording life. And, like, my job is here. And I don't know how easily I would find a job elsewhere. Sure. So probably not in the cards, but yeah. Hmm. Uh, what are your favorite aspects of the horror genre, please? Uh, I just like horror. I like, um, I like the build, you know, I like the build, the tension as it increases, it reaches that crescendo. And then you have that moment. And then, you come down off of that crescendo. It's like a roller coaster where you, you work your way up the hill and you come crashing down it. And then things are kind of okay for a little bit. But then you start realizing, Oh, we're going uphill again. And that's like, like the tempo of it. You know what I mean? Like the up and down, it's engaging. It's thrilling. It's, it's exciting. Um, I don't know. And you know, from probably a more scientific point of view, my, my love of just picking things apart. I find a lot of horror movies are very simple and easy to pick apart. And that's fun in and of itself, but also then finding even small or subtle variations on a theme, just seeing how people play with it and what they change. I find that very interesting as well. So, you know, a lot, you know, everything's a framework in life, everything, you know, you, you, you view it in a, through a certain window or whatever. And I don't know, for some reason, I just, I like the scenery outside the horror window a whole lot. It never gets old. I don't know. 
There's always something new to say. Fair enough. Well, there you go. Uh, thank you for the emails. Nate, Glenn times two, Brandon, Mrs. Manson, and Che. Uh, Doc Manson, you've teased it. Don't keep us waiting any longer. What is your piece of positivity? Well, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we've got good friend GQ coming over to Manson Manor this Friday evening. Uh, it happens to be Joe Bob's Brig Ghoul Tide yes. get together. And we don't know what movies he's showing, but it'll be his normal sort of Christmas themed show. I believe both movies are supposed to be Christmas um, related. And he does usually this time of year, he does a um, an auction as part of it. He, he auctions off old items, which he gives to charity, the proceeds and all that kind of stuff. So it's a good cause as well as being able to watch a couple of horror movies with my friends, a loving wife. And um, and yeah, I get to share that with Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy. So, yeah, it should be a good time. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Always look forward I to a Joe Bob Briggs last special. I look forward to hearing about it next time we record. Absolutely. And you? Uh, my piece of positivity um, is the package that will be arriving at your door tomorrow. Is it a fuck puzzle? No. Are you sure it's not no. going to the condo? That I, used to I double checked and put the right address in. Uh, I'm not holding no, my breath. Be, that's fine. Really? But you just sent things, something to the, my house? If all things go well. Yes. Though, though Mrs. Manson can try one too, I suppose. That's interesting. But huh. there, there, is, there is something. I saw it and immediately went, there is only one person in the world I can think of who would want this. And so I sent it to you. Pumpkin Spice Twizzlers. Uh, you're you're on the right track. <laughs> All right, okay. You're wrong on both counts, of course. But but you're in the ballpark of what we're talking. Can about. I eat it? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. I had really hoped because it's in. It's like in the next town over from you right now, and it's been there since this morning. So I had really hoped that it would get delivered. Like I hoped that. Uh, Mrs. Manson would like bring it to you today. Oh, that'd be great. We'll we'll have to wait a little while, oh. um, but I I look forward to that. So I, you know, I if I see something, I tend to like again. You know, GQ got his little Spider Man toy. Uh, I got something for you. I can't imagine what it will. I can't imagine what it will taste like. Huh. Oh. But I look forward to finding out. All right. Because I, if when you see the two names, you'll go. Those don't go together. <laughs> now I'm intrigued. So I look. I look forward to hearing about it. I hope there's at least one left uh, for next week's show. Okay. All right. I'll give but it a if shot. They're, if they're so de- if they're so delicious, you have to eat them all. I will understand. Oreo. Uh, so that's it. Some sort of Oreo. No. no. Okay. All right. Now I'm okay. I am intrigued. No. Festive. All right. We have to be. We have to be festive this year. All right. Eggnog something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there we go, friends. Uh, so you could all, in addition to emailing us and telling us how your day was, three exciting th- or interesting things, uh, you can make a guess as to what you think it is. Maybe some of you also saw it. And, and 
you know, thought, ooh, that would be something they should try on the show. So if if there were some of these available at a time when you were present, would you try it? Would I try it? Yes. Oh, interesting. I don't expect to enjoy well, banana flavored Slim Jims. <laughs> it's one of those. I get half of it. OK, I can I can see how part of it would make sense in this application and would taste good. It's the other part huh? that I'm like, how do you transfer that object into this object? <laughs> how do you get that flavor into that thing? Huh. So, but uh, it's, all right. it's okay. One, so, do you want to know what it no, is? Or no, I want to be surprised. surprised. Now okay. I need to be surprised. All right. Uh, you could even, if we if we wanted to get crazy, if you happen to record an unboxing of it, <laughs> you could then put on the Patreon, so then our patrons would be able to see what it is. I but will. That's again. Okay. You're, you 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 got a busy you got a busy day ahead of you, so I don't expect it. We'll but. see. All right. Uh, thank you very much for joining us for this episode. Uh, we've got another episode before. Uh, Christmas. I have some work to do. I didn't get it done uh, this week. I'll have to put it on the schedule for next week's episode. Maybe a little uh, tournament of Christmas songs. Although Brandon Banks, if you're still listening and you want to do that for me, that'd be great. Um, Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? Well, if you'd like to have your thoughts run in the air, you can send us an email podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can also listen to our entire back catalog, all 343 episodes, by going wherever it is that you obtain quality audio goodness like this very podcast. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you, head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to give just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It does help us keep the lights on, and it keeps this podcast train chugging, and maybe there will be exclusive unboxing content there soon. Sasha Banks is a free agent, allegedly. Uh, supposedly, she's been done with WWE for a while now. So, so if she wanted to have an OnlyFans, there'd be no problem. I suppose that's true. Instead, she's selling her cannabis line and training. Every once in a while, I, I think back to, God, I don't know if that was a Royal Rumble or what. Where she just did that split bouncy, bouncy, bouncy boots. And I just think about that for a while. That was after she eliminated Molina. Yes, it was. And it was yes, it, it was. was it was a it was a clever move that then turned into something really uncomfortable. It's gonna live in my mind's eye for the rest rest of my you're, life. You're very good with the internet. I'm sure you could find a gif of it. I'm sure I could. Uh, he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Have yourselves a hell of a week. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie? That's a whole nother hole. <laughs>